The message I'm going to bring tonight is really one I was going to bring on Sunday night, and it was an extension of the Sunday morning service. You know, all the things that we want to do for the Lord. We talked about living for the Lord and really making our life count. And there's a key to to really living for the Lord that uh, is found in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the word faith. When I was in neighborhood Bible time, Brother Homesher had a tract, and we have it in the back. It's the dedication tract, and it's uh, just a little bluish tract. They've updated it now. But under each of the points that he had in that tract to really get dedicated, you have to deal with your sin, you want to surrender your life, you want to um, uh, be asked the Lord to help you live in the Spirit, uh, all the different things that are connected there. After every single one of them, he put off to the side by faith. We deal with sin in our life by faith. We surrender our life by faith. We're, um, we have spiritual fruit by faith, by faith. We, uh, everything is done by faith. And I can remember as he was presenting that, it isn't something I didn't know, but I'd never really applied. We, we all would understand that uh, the reformation that really separated us out of the Catholic Church of works, we understood that it's by faith alone. And so we say we're saved by faith alone plus nothing. Well, it doesn't stop after we get saved that it's just faith is done. That's the foundation for really uh, grabbing a hold of things in our life is living by faith. And we sang that song purposely tonight, living by faith. And so tonight, uh, there's no way I can preach the whole chapter of Hebrews 11, but I want to just touch through it. And if you mark your Bible tonight, this would be a good time to just mark some of the things in each of the verses that we're going to look at. So with that in mind, we pray. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you would help us, that we would be able to understand uh, the importance of living by faith and how it affects uh, every aspect as we would try to read the Bible and let it have an effect in our life as we would deal with uh, stepping out and trusting you for the miraculous. It's faith. It's all these things, Father. May you help us tonight to be encouraged and to be challenged. Help me tonight to be able to have your strength and wisdom as I present. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in chapter uh, one, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, it starts out by defining faith. Uh, when somebody says, what is faith? Well, here it says in verse 1, now faith is, number one, the substance of things hoped for. Number two, the evidence of things not seen. Let me just point out two things. Faith is substance. I remember the first time that I saw that. Well, faith is something, you know, that, that's not there. You can't, you can't do anything by faith. Uh, when our church was getting ready to buy its first piece of property, we applied for a loan. And there was a, a, a lady that's quite, Marcella Perry, who's quite well known at the time in, in Houston. Uh, her, her, uh, head lady called me and told us that our loan was turned down at Heights Savings and Loan. Well, I 
really felt bad. I said, at that point, it seemed like we'd lined up everything that we needed to, and we were just borrowing. I think we were only borrowing like seventy or eighty thousand dollars. And North Houston Baptist was willing to sign. Four men in our church were willing to sign, and we gather some money and and all the rest. But our church wasn't that old. We were about a year and a half old, and they just felt like we didn't have enough track record to give us the. And I so I tried to reason with this person a little bit, and I never forget. One of the things that this, this executive lady said to me, she said, uh, Mr. Butts or Pastor Butts, she was very polite. She said, how do you expect to make those payments by faith? And I said, you got it. But what was she saying? She said, you can't pay that out of nothing is what she was really trying to say to me. She said, you just can't you know, reach in and make these payments out of nothing. And I said, ma'am, if we try to pay them any other way, we're in trouble anyhow. And, of course, she's a business person. I don't know if she was a Christian or not. That's a long time ago. But this is the idea that faith is not just like this ether, this, this, this fog. Faith is substance. And in that particular situation, obviously, uh, the Lord worked a miracle. Can I tell you what? Within two hours, they approved. That same lady called me back and approved our loan. I wanted to say, Faith works. I'll tell you how it happened. I called Dr. Hodges, and I said, Dr. Hodges, our church has worked so hard. I just can't imagine what we're going to do. He said, you know what? There's a fellow that I know that probably could help us out. He said, let me make a phone call. About 15 minutes later, this man called me, and he said, you should have come to me to begin with. He said, I'd have loaned you the money. But he said, since you've already started down this road, he said, let me make a, uh, some inquiries. And he called down the bank. Little did I know he's on the board of directors. And he said, I want that thing approved. And he signed for our, you know, he was willing to sign, put his name. Within two hours, God had done the impossible. Faith is substance. And I, uh, Joanne, you were around in that period of time. It just it was amazing. It seemed like such a big thing, wasn't it? And, you know, we're going to be, and I'm not, speaking to this for us in the future as as far as building a building or something. I'm not going there right now. But, you know, we're going to come to projects that seem as big as that seemed for a church with only a little over a year old to reach out and do. It'll seem like for us that big. It'd be equal to that. And we need to remember that faith, if God's told us to do it, is substance. And that's a huge thing. That's where faith translates that promise of God into substance. But you start thinking on that. It'll, that'll just really begin to work in your life. And that's true in all, not just in like buildings or bills, or that's true in all kinds of things. It's like, uh, God help me to be a missionary. God help me to, to go to college. God help me put my kids in a Christian school. God help me. Faith is substance. It brings it to pass. Same verse says faith is evidence of things not seen. You know, the world can't see it. Amen. They look and they say, how, how, are, how are you going to do this thing? And yet, by eyes of faith, you can see what God says. Every once in a while, I like to tease the congregation. I say, can you see the new auditorium? You see, by faith, the unseen is seen. And God brings something into your life, and, and, and you can see your children 
go into a certain situation. You could, you could see yourself overcoming sin and you've been so enslaved by it, but I can't imagine how I could overcome that. And yet it, it becomes evident that God could free me from something. So faith is, first of all, yep, I didn't realize this had already fallen off. I'm just going to take this off, brother. It's, it's, it's not hooked up right. So I'll try to stay here, okay? So faith, first of all, is defined as substance, and it is evidence of things that have not yet been seen by others. You see it before. And you think about all those people in the Old Testament, like Abraham, he could see ahead of time, and, and Sarah could see, and all that. And you think about it, you put all these things, they could see what God was going to do as evidence. Okay, So let's go to verse 2. For by it, that's faith, the elders, this would be the leaders, the, the people in the past, this case, the Israelite leaders. In our case, it would be people before us. By it, they obtained a good report. That word good report is the same word to means to witness. By it, they ob were obtained a good witness of other people that these people believed in God. People look at us and they see God through our faith. Do you realize that? We're different. They obtained a good report. They obtained a witness. And I tell you, when people see the, the, the miracles of God come to pass in people's lives, there's a good report. There's a witness. There's a testimony. There, there's, a, there, there's an evidence of God working in you or down at that church or whatever situation it is. So faith brings a good report. It brings a witness and a testimony in an area where there's darkness. It lets the light shine out. It reports of God is by faith. Number three, through faith, we understand. Faith helps us to understand about God. It's interesting. I am in this nine weeks in the Christian school switching uh, from studying James, and we're, we're digging into the book of Genesis. And one of the biggest things that Ken Ham and others have said, the understanding of the first 17 chapters of Genesis is fundamental to where, where you're going to go. And what's the first thing you study? God created. So when we talk about creation, it takes faith to believe that. You know what? It takes a lot of faith to believe that's silly evolution. I think it takes a lot more faith to believe that. But let's look what, I bring that up for a reason. Look at verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I taught the teenagers a, 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 a really big word, ex nihilio. Ex meaning out of, nihilio, nothing. When God spoke, he didn't take some things and, uh, and he fashioned them, you know, he cut it and he pasted it and he stapled it and, and he, he wadded it together and, and he made a world. There was nothing and God spoke and it became. That's an amazing thing. You know what's just as amazing? Over in the book of Colossians, it says, and by the very same word and power, all things exist or consist. 
In other words, everything stays in existence by the word of God. Wow. So by faith, we understand that God created and that Genesis is correct. And by that, that very thing, you talk about two paths going in a direction in your life. This fundamentally puts you in a different path than other people because we understand that God created. So by faith, we understand the worlds were framed so that the things that are seen were not made by things which do appear. What are the things that don't appear? God. We understand that we can't see God, but we can see what he made. You see? And that witness comes in our life. And this, once we begin to start understanding the critical uh, uh, value of faith in our life, it needs to be applied to everything we do. Okay, look at verse five, 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. There's a lot, each one of these could be a sermon, okay? But let me just say this. When it comes to offering what God tells us to give him, it always takes faith. Um, we could just take it real simply on learning to tithe. Learning to give to what we just saw on a slide here. And God says, you know, maybe God says to you for the first time, I don't know when it's going to happen, but God might say to you, you need to give $1,000 to something. Say, Whoa, where did that come from? I can't do that. God says, I want you to do it. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother. And then he obtained a good, re look what it says there. And so he obtained uh, uh, that he was righteous because he believed God. Look at verse five. By faith, Enoch was translated. And the idea of Enoch was, why was he translated? Because he pleased God. Enoch has got this unique thing that, that he was so in tune and walking in faith and in tune with God that God said, I'm just going to take you. Wow, can you imagine? How did he do that? He was translated because he walked by faith. And that's where we get verse six from, that you hear all the time. Me, I, I use this verse all the time. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that uh, diligently seek him. So, in verse 5, it says he pleased God. In verse 6, it says you can't, cannot please God unless you're living by faith. So Enoch was a master of walking by faith to such a point that God just said, come on home. Wow. So by faith, we can learn to walk a walk that really pleases God. There's not a one of us that can't please God. But it's going to not be done unless we have faith because you can't please God without it. I say to people all the time when, when they're going through things, I ask them this question first. What is it that you're doing? Okay, is this, are you convinced this is what God wants you to do? Yes. Then the only thing left is faith. I can't see how I can do it. If God's told you to do it, he's not going to tell you something that can't be done. And he's not going to help you not do it. But you can't please him because he's waiting for you to step that foot out there, you know? He's waiting for you to stick that little, little old boot out there on the ground. And that's true in everything that we do. 
Look at verse 7. By faith Noah warned of God, not as, uh, not as not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. You know, a lot of things Noah did. He built an ark and all the rest. But I tell you, the most significant thing is he saved his house. Not the boards. Not the roof. He saved his house by faith. And as a result, everybody in this room tonight is related to Noah. That's what it says in this passage. He became the heir of all living. We know that Adam and Eve were all related to them, but we're also all related to Noah. How'd that happen? By faith. Do you realize that you're in the family of Noah? Did you ever stop and think of that? Aren't you glad our great 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 grandfather had faith? You see? How'd that happen? He affected all the way to today this whole world of living people. Wow. Wow. By faith. But you start you start parsing this out, and then you take messages where it says you got to learn to read your Bible. How can I make my Bible come alive? By faith. Amen. You see? You don't just read it and God speaks to your heart. Well, that seems hard. By faith, it becomes substance in your life. You see? Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place, it says he obeyed. We obey by faith. Lord, I can't, I can't see how that's going to be, but you said, let's go. Wow. So Abraham learned to obey God. And then it says he sojourned in a country that was difficult. So he learned to live by faith in a country that didn't have anything to do with God. He was among the Canaanites and the Perizzites and all those other ites. And yet he kept a testimony and he knew God had a place for him. And so as he was sojourning through the world, God, by faith, he knew God was going to lead him through. You ever feel like this world's just awfully big, it'll swallow you up? It says he lived in a tent. Wow. And it says, by faith, um, he looked for a city whose foundation was one that only God put there. Sometimes people look at what you're trying to accomplish in your spiritual walk, and they say, you're chasing dreams. But by faith, you're looking for a city. One day, we're going to be walking streets of gold. Amen? Amen. Okay. By faith, his wife, Sarah, conceived a child. You know, the Bible gives her, even though she laughed, and what was the name of that first little child? Yeah, they named him Laughter. That's right, Isaac. That's what Isaac means, laughter. She said, I'm going to have a child. <laughs> I'm 86. <laughs> okay, well, when Laughter comes along, you're going to know. So every time that she called, hey, come here, Laughter, she was just murmuring. And she, but she, by faith, she conceived. The first thought was, <laughs> that's a happy thought. <laughs> but God brought it to pass. Are you getting the importance of faith in our life as we hear all the sermons and God is working in our life through the word of God? It's not your effort that's going to do it. It's God through you by faith. 
that's going to bring this thing to pass. And if we keep trying to do it, it's no different than a person trying to earn their salvation. It can't be done. And I can't please God outside of faith. And then he talks about, look, verse 12. Therefore sprang even one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude. Not only did God answer, but God answered beyond Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou, you don't even know, you can't even count it. You see, but we got to open the door and let God work and then unbelievable things can happen. Verse 14 and 15. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if it had been mind, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. Can I say something? Sometimes we're tempted when we start to walk by faith to turn around. Jesus with Peter got about two or three steps out of the boat, looked at the waves. Here it says they started to walk and all these different people, if they'd had a mind, they could have gone back and said, it's easier this way. Walking by faith, you better keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. You start walking, stepping out of the boat, you start believing God for, for him to bring things to pass, then you better not try to do it in your own flesh and turn around. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises of uh, offered up his only begotten son. Why? Because he accounted that God could raise him from the dead. A lot of things we could talk about here, but what did he believe in? He believed in the resurrection. Do you know what a wonderful thing for us to realize today that by faith we know one day we will be raised. Often when I'm teaching people the difference between a Pharisee and a Sadducee, the Pharisees, of course, were the, keeping the letter of the law. They were like your Roman Catholics. But the Pharisees, they didn't believe in the resurrection. They're like your liberals that don't believe the Bible or angels or anything. You just, you know, just human effort. And so we often call them Sadducees because they didn't believe in the resurrection they were sad, you see. You see. Well, in our Christian life, faith brings joy, doesn't it? Amen. We just went through a funeral of Dr. Hodges, and yes, a lot of tears and all the rest. But I tell you what, what joy. Amen. My wife and I said, you know, 25, 30 years, we'll be joining them one way or another. We believe in the resurrection. Amen? Amen. I could go on with that one a lot. Look at verse 20. By faith, laughter, I mean Isaac, blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So what's it? By faith, listen, by faith we believe God has good things to come in the future for us. And often the things that we're doing now, by faith we believe is going to make a difference. Way over here, long after we're gone. 
lot, a lot to really look at that. Look at verse, look at verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both his sons Joseph and worshiped, leaning on, in verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he died, says, carry my body into the promised land. See, they all had forward vision of the future. He could see the tribes, these two tribes of, of Joseph uh, going out, and uh, he, Manasseh and Ephraim. He could see the blessings that were going to come upon them. And by faith, he, he, he could understand that. The rest of this chapter, I could just go on. It talks about Moses. But before Moses, do you realize it says, by faith, Moses' parents... Moses wouldn't be except for his parents had faith. Parents, it's so important that you have faith in the rear end of your children. You ever feel like giving up on your kids? I'll talk about Yes! Oh! By faith, you see where they can be. You know, I talk to the teachers in the Christian school a lot. I said, you know what? There are a lot of times slipping and sliding, but we need to see by faith what these kids can be by God's grace. That's what a parent needs to see. Where your family, where your kids could be by faith. And so Moses, it was not just Moses, it was parents. But let's get to Moses. You know, Moses, he was set up pretty good. He was, in, he was going to be next in line up in the leadership under Pharaoh and all the rest. The first step that Moses made is he left his inheritance because he believed, what? That there was a spiritual inheritance to be obtained. And you and I in our Christian life, the world has a path. This is success. This is your inheritance. This is your legacy. By faith, we've got a different idea. By faith, he told the children of Israel to observe the Passover. We're not talking about the Passover celebration that was later a feast, the original Passover. He was there when that 10th plague and God had done all these things and he said, tonight, take that blood of that and put it over the doorpost and by faith, it's the same faith that we have in the blood of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ. And by faith, they left Egypt and by faith, they went through the Red Sea. It's a picture of entering into the Lord's will for your life, leaving the old cross in the Red Sea and going into Christ. You know, the problem with faith, it's not in the book of Hebrews, but when they got to the other side of the wilderness and they were ready to go into the promised land, they stumbled at faith. And they had to wander for 40 years. Are we seeing the importance of faith? This is in everything we do. It's not money. It's not just kids. It's, not, it's everything. It's just as critical. It's just as absolutely vital. And it's, the, it's the engaging ingredient, just like salvation. This is huge in our lives. By faith, Joshua came to Jericho when they finally got to go into the promised land. And the promised land is a picture of you and I moving into the blessings of God. And what happened? They came, the very first thing 
was a city that was absolutely impenetrable. By faith, all they had to do is walk around and blow some trumpets. <laughs> Walls fell down. Doesn't make sense. But that was their first foray into living. And you know, in your Christian life, it's a series of steps of faith, isn't it? And those walls to me, almost in the New Testament, are the same passage where it says that God can move mountains. Same principle. Jericho moving mountains. Be cast into the sea. And then the very last one that's delineated. Others are listed, but the last one that's delineated is in verse 31. That's Rahab. To me, Rahab the harlot is the picture that God can save anybody. You could take it that you could be saved. Yeah, take it that way. But you know how I'm going to apply it tonight? God can save any of your relatives. One of my favorite stories is about an evangelist that went around for all these years and he preached and preached and preached. He always would end his service after things were all done on Friday night or Sunday night or whatever was the last night and saying goodbye to the people, he said, I would ask you to do one favor. He said, my brother, my, my oldest brother is not saved. And here I'm an evangelist of the gospel and, and he's not saved, but I believe God's going to save him. Years but is not saved. Finally, that evangelist died. His wife thought, hmm, the brother's not saved. Four years after he died, his brother got saved. After the evangelist died, he got, the brother got saved. Okay. You see, by faith, God can do the impossible. God can do the very hard and I, when we think of the most important thing in our life are people that we'd like to see saved. Would you agree with that? And I think that's why we end on Rahab. So I challenge us tonight. Uh, I wanted to bring that last Sunday in relationship to the morning's message, challenging us to do these things. And then I wanted to come back on Sunday night and just say, and here's how you're going to do it. That could be after every sermon you ever hear in your whole life. I hope um, one of my favorite subjects to preach on is faith. And I sometimes try to be careful not to over-preach on an area and just get like a one. But you know, I think we need to hear it once in a while. Because we can't please God any other way. And we can't have victory. And can I remind you the definition? Faith is substance. And it is the evidence of things that you can't see yet. But through eyes of faith, you can see that is. Wow. Is your heart stirred? It stirs me to preach on it. By faith, God showed me West Side Baptist Church. You sit in it. By faith, look at all the things Dr. Hodges. My goodness. What a, think how many things he, starting a Bible college? Wow, all kinds of stuff by faith. Don't be afraid to trust God. Make sure it's him talking. It's not indigestion. That's not, you know, somebody else's dream and they just got you all stirred up. Make sure it's God. God uses his word, doesn't he? 
And he confirms it. God, God doesn't usually just tell you one thing. He lines it up with boom, 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 boom. And you know it's God? Do it. Maybe you've got a habit, a dirty, rotten habit you need to overcome tonight. By faith, it can be. You need to see that you could be freed. I could just keep going. Let's, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you would challenge our hearts to live by faith to do that which only you can do. And Lord, may we have circumcised eyes and ears and heart that we would have them open unto you to show us like you did Daniel and like you did John and like you did Abraham and like all these different ones. Lord, help us to live by faith. In Jesus' name.